All right, welcome back to another episode of Kitchen Table Convos, where through a lighthearted conversation, we hope to tap into something deeper. <laughs> that was pretty good. I feel like you practiced that. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> Just a little bit. I practiced it in my head. A time or two. And it didn't go as smoothly as I planned it. Because in your head, you're just like, oh, I would get this whole thing down. But I, you could tell that I stuttered a little bit. It's okay. It wasn't bad, though. It wasn't bad. But yeah, welcome to the podcast episode. This is number 20. Weird. Finally, we got to another 10. Yeah. I think every good. 10, we're just going to be like, this is episode 30. Can you believe it? <laughs> yeah. 10 episodes is a lot. So to get another 10. Yeah. It's an accomplishment. Yeah. So we're going to jump right into it <clears throat> because the topic that we want to talk about, it kind of jumps off of a previous episode when we talked about our upbringing and our childhood. Mm -hmm. And it kind of, there was different stories in that episode that kind of came out and I was like, oh, we should kind of dive into that a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. So... The goal for this podcast is to talk about where our nervousness comes from mm -hmm. and kind of like what, how we got here. <laughs> <laughs> how we became like the nervous wrecks that we are. Yeah. Because I mean, if, if there was a couple to talk about <clears throat> handling stress and anxiety, uh -huh. it'd be us. Is it? I think so. Because <laughs> we're, we're, we're a couple of nervous Nellies. <laughs> I would agree with that. Yeah. We're going to call that episode, this episode, The Nervous Nellies. I like it. Yeah. Because I feel like we're going to let you in on a secret. Oh. Because I feel like on the exterior, we present kind of like this calm front. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like at work or maybe with our friends, mm -hmm. I can be maybe, hope I don't know. I might be looked at as like this calm person. Yeah. Like I have a calm persona. Yeah. But the truth is inside, mm -hmm. it's just... Turbulence. Super turbulent. Yeah. 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 It's funny because I've been told that before too, especially by... Um, it was like a random conversation I was having with like a manager before. We were talking about some different stuff and um, they were like, yeah, like you're just always so even and so calm and... Like, you just have this, like, calming energy about mm -hmm. you. And meanwhile, my heart is, like, racing and I'm sweating it's because like, I'm, I'm so nervous about, like, what we're talking about. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not even doing cardio and my heart rate is going up. And, like, if only you knew how not calm and how very ter And I feel like I come across that way, but yeah. apparently we not. Always, we always go home to each other and be like, guess what this person told uh, me about how they saw me? Yeah. They thought I was calm and collected. Yeah. I'm like, but inside, we both knew that we were just like completely freaking out. Yeah. It's weird. But I mean, thank you. I get like, I'll take it. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of quality in both of us must come somewhere. And I don't think this episode is like, I don't think we've pinpointed exactly yeah. where that comes from. But I think it'd be fun to talk to you about about it and mm -hmm. maybe hopefully land on something or at least get a couple stories Find out there some theories <clears throat> yeah like i don't know if i would call this nervousness but like in general i'm i'm like worried or paranoid that something's gonna happen mm -hmm. and like a silly one that i can just think of just like 
like a real quick one. Mm-hmm. Like, I have this weird paranoia that like if I'm walking to through like a Macy's, mm-hmm. I did this a lot when I was by myself. Mm-hmm. Like if I wasn't shopping with you mm-hmm. and I was just walking around Macy's for whatever odd reason, mm-hmm. I have this feeling of like people who work there are watching me. Mm-hmm. And I'm paranoid that they think I'm a, I'm I'm just like walking around looking to steal something, and I'm paranoid that like oh my gosh what if I actually steal something? <laughs> what if I accidentally, <coughs> without meaning to, pick this up and put it in my? Pocket? Isn't that so weird? Like, yeah, you do have that paranoia a lot though. Like you'll you'll say that like sometimes when we're walking around the store, like you feel like you're gonna get in trouble because you're gonna steal something. I'm like, well, don't steal anything. Yeah. It's pretty simple. What if my hand just like uncontrollably grabbed this thing, put it in my pocket and then yeah. I start running? You know, like, yeah. I don't know what that is in my brain. <laughs> Do you feel like you're getting profiled because you're not white? I have no idea. <laughs> that it, it is a weird... I mean, I don't know, like, I can't speak from that place because I can honestly say, like, I've generally never had that feeling. Yeah. So I don't know if it's because... Yeah, it's not even just stealing. Like, here's another funny episode, uh, funny uh, story. Mm-hmm. We were on a cruise, mm-hmm. right? And we were younger, I mean, but we were de- definitely, like, 24, 25. Mm-hmm. And one of the nights they had this champagne toast with the captain or whatever. It's yeah. just, like, one of those events. Yeah. So... People are walking around with trays of champ- with champagne, so mm-hmm. fancy, you know. Um, we were on the cruise. It was, like, all-inclusive. Uh-huh. That's kind of, like, the best bang for your buck. Heck, yeah. Cruises. Um, so, I was like, okay, let me grab a couple for us. Mm-hmm. And, obviously, we were, like, 24, 25, so we look younger. And, and I think, generally speaking, we look a little bit younger. Yeah. Um, I walk up to the... The, the gentleman who was walking uh, holding the tray of mm-hmm. champagne and he looked at me funny mm-hmm. like kind of just trying to figure out is he old enough yeah right and he goes how old are you <laughs> and yeah. you panic i panicked my brain shut off <laughs> i knew i was w- well above the drinking age right uh-huh. but for some reason i said 21 like, I'm like asked, a question. Like a question. Like I, and he goes, okay. And then he handed it to me. And then as I was walking back and about to give you the drink, I was like, why did I say 21? I knew I was. Yeah, you were like 20. We were, I think, like 24 yeah. at the time. Why did I pick just like right on the line of being <laughs> legally able to drink or whatever? And then you say it like a question. <clears throat> like, I don't even know. I don't even know how old I am, yeah. but I know 21 is the right answer. So I'm just going to like try to pull a fast one here. But yeah. we were definitely probably like three years above. Yeah. So and that, there was no no need to get in trouble. Like The dude probably was just like, all right, whatever. We're on a cruise. Yeah. He was like this freaking kid. <coughs> you probably looked like you were like 17 or something. And yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah. Do you have any little stories like that? or? Um, that? I mean, I can't. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I mean, I feel like in general, I just walk around with like a nervous energy a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Like I get nervous like talking to people sometimes and just kind of get like, "Ooh, like why are you talking to me?" or like I'll start like feeling like my temperature go up or like my heart rate increase if somebody like, asks me like, like a stranger. Strangers are sometimes even people at work. 
And it, like, I'm not nervous, but sometimes like I'll just start sweating if you start talking to me. <laughs> is it is it because you don't know what they're gonna what they're gonna say or you don't know what's about to happen when that you have a conversation with them maybe or like like i don't know what it is but like that happens to me a lot like i'll just start getting really hot if it's somebody that i'm not comfortable with like i might know you and i might like you but like you know you're still feeling each other out kind of thing yeah and i'll just start getting like hot and sweaty i'm like yeah why am i nervous because like i know you and like we're more than acquaintances but we're not friends Mm -hmm. so it's that weird in between and then i just you just get a little yeah i just get nervous yeah so okay so my question would be like have you always been like this because me knowing you Mm -hmm. something funny that i kind of notice about you Mm -hmm. is that i feel like most people have a like a plan a okay Usually, sometimes, if they're smart, uh-huh. they have a plan B, kind of. Like, okay. they have some kind of, like, if this doesn't go this way, then I can fall back on this whatever. In whatever sure. type of life scenario. It could be yeah. as big or as little. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Maybe some people don't plan at all. <laughs> but for <laughs> us, for us, right? Yeah. Standard base should be plan A, plan B. Minimum. With you, you have backup plans upon backup plans i do and it's like if your plan you're already thinking about plan c d e and it's like (laughs) before plan a can even be accepted or rejected correct yeah that is true i i don't know i just have a sense of i i think i get really insecure if i don't have a direction Mm -hmm. so like if my plan A falls through, I want to know that, like, okay, that didn't work out. Like, I already have steps in place to follow through with plan B. <coughs> a lot of times plan B doesn't work out. So mm. then it's like, okay, well, if that doesn't work out. Like, I have contingency plans. And I, I don't s- know if I've always been like that. I yeah, just, is it, was there an event where it was like your plan A, B, C, and D didn't work out? So you had a plan E? Or you, you were, like, caught <laughs> off guard and... You're like, oh, I should have thought of plan E. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds so ridiculous. Honestly, no. Uh Uh-huh. But I... But you're still wired that way. Yeah, it's just... It's I feel, like, better. I feel more secure if... Mm -hmm. But then it's, like, it's also a complete waste of energy because instead of just focusing on plan A and maybe plan B, Mm -hmm. like, you can... You have so much more energy to, to devote to that. Instead of diverting it to plans C, D, E, and F. But there's just something where, like, I don't know. I think I'm just scared of being left with, like, nothing. Mm -hmm. So, like, if all those other plans fell through, like, at least I can have, like, one thing left to hold on to. So, would you consider your tendency to have these, like, extra plans that's just a little bit extra? Mm -hmm. Do you think that's a negative aspect? in your personality or is it something that you're trying to be like i need to back off on that or Mm, not so much like i think i feel okay about it because it just i don't know it makes me feel better Mm -hmm. but then like i mean sometimes we do crazy things and we didn't have a plan at all and just went for it like when we moved up here to Mm -hmm. grand rapids so i feel like it's more about like a healthy balance like yeah with some major decisions, it's good to have thought it out and have a contingency plan or maybe two or three. Yeah. 
as long as I think sometimes you balance that out and sometimes you are okay with, well, let's just take a leap and see what happens and we'll go from there. But yeah. then again, like our move, for example, was a huge risk yeah. with no contingency plan. So I don't know if that was... So you have like a risky bone in your body, but for the... your. Your home base kind of goes off of this like contingency plan. Yeah. Like I think I have like a spontaneous muscle that I can flex Mm -hmm. when I want to, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't happen very often. Yeah. But when we do or when I do, then it's like usually like a big like... We're, we're going to like do I this. don't take much risks, <laughs> but when I do, it's crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's completely out of left field and we might fail. Yeah. It's like, hold under your hats. Like we're, yeah. we're diving in. Yeah. Maybe I just live like my daily, my daily existence is very like conservative and well thought out. So, so that way when uh, okay. a big decision does need to be made, it's like, Ah. I've cautioned myself so much and I've been like comfortable and so careful that now it's like if we want to take a risk, we can and we can just jump all in that's, because I've had all these other backup plans. That's a way to look at it where so, you're you're know. almost conserving your energy until it's game time. Yeah. Where like that energy is actually really needed. Right. Interesting. I can I can kind of relate to that in a creative sense of this whole like contingency plans. Mm-hmm. When I think about ideas or songs or just anything creative in general that I can put out as like a piece of work, Mm -hmm. I get very stressed out when I don't have a reserve. Yeah. So I, I like having, I use an app called Evernote and take notes a lot Mm -hmm. where my ideas, I like to sit on ideas for a little while and I like stocking, stockpiling ideas. Right. Because I know that if I release one idea, mm-hmm. I know I have others right. that, that I can slowly release as I'm thinking of new ones. Yeah, it's like you're afraid like the creative juices are going to dry up. And if right. they do, well, at least you had like 10 ideas as a backup. Right. And when that kind of like, I don't know, let's call it a bucket of mm-hmm. ideas. When I don't, when that bucket's empty mm-hmm. and, I'm, and I, f- I, I feel very overwhelmed when I don't have ideas in this bucket Mm -hmm. that i can refine i don't know some people i feel like can just go off the top and just put their ideas out there without this reserve yeah um so that's something that's made me feel very content when i'm when i'm creating Mm -hmm. i get very anxious if i don't have that yeah. So if I can have a reserve while I'm putting stuff out there, mm-hmm. that makes me feel a little bit more like balanced. Yeah, I think... It's kind of weird, but... I don't know. I think mm. we're really similar. Or we have those just that similar tendency kind of in our life in general. Like we both tend to be individuals, I think, who like to be prepared. Mm-hmm. And like just when you said like you like to have reserves for like your creative stuff, mm-hmm. like we, we've kind of used that term in like certain ways that we practice like finances oh yeah we have like <laughs> reserves yeah upon like How different reserves i mean we don't have to a ton but i'm just saying like you know we have like your checking account and savings account but yep. then we have these other little <coughs> kind of like squirrel funds of well we have some money here we have some money there mm-hmm. we have something here and just like it's I, like our reserve I was we have thinking, a reserve for our reserve i was thinking for about, our reserve <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking <laughs> about that phrase squirrel fund yeah if you watch the show Shameless, mm-hmm. 
Um, the Squirrel Fund is so Shameless is this really great show on Showtime. Mm-hmm. It's on Netflix, but like, it's about this family from the south side of Chicago, mm-hmm. rough area, and it's just like every day is just a battle to like make it. Yeah. Right. And these kids, teenagers, adults, they've called it a squirrel fund where mm-hmm. they pretty much like hide cash in this like coffee tin yeah. or whatever. So for a rainy day, yeah, they can have something. Right. Like you forget to pay the electric bill. <coughs> so well, go grab the squirrel fund and like pull out. Yeah. It's just. We have squirrel funds <laughs> galore. <laughs> it's just that little like. It's a reassurance. Yeah. It's reassuring. Of- of like, I don't know, one day you wake up and your checking account got drained. Don't know how that would happen, but just mm-hmm. say it does. Mm-hmm. Like the power, what if the grid gets shut down? Oh, man. Are you a doomsday prepper? <laughs> We're not at that level. No, not at all. But I'm just saying, like I worked at Macy's one time and the power went out for like two minutes and the yeah. entire store shut down. I do like having uh, a, an extra amount of deodorant. I know. <laughs> I buy deodorant in bulk. Whenever we go to the store, like, <coughs> I'm going to buy one, and you're like, get two. You're like, shoot, get three. Yeah, because so you're going to use it. <laughs> so we both have this, like, Tendency. preparatory, yeah. like, we like cushions, we like reserve, we like to, like, be okay. So that is probably part of our nervous personality and just, like, trying to be prepared. Mm-hmm. I, I think they call it, like, scarcity something. Oh, mentality scarcity mentality maybe. yeah i don't know it's which just, i don't think we're we're not a, we're not to the extreme of like you said we're not doomsday preppers we don't we don't have like an underground bunker or like 20 bottles of laundry detergent but yeah it we just have that tendency of like we like to have extra or be prepared or like for you like you said if the creative juices are flowing one day it's like let's just write and come up with five ideas why stop at one right yeah same goes with our podcast. Like, yeah. I have just like a bunch of notes about future episodes. Yeah. And I get so worried. I don't know. Why. It's so funny because you and I talk all the time. So it's not like mm-hmm. we're going to run out of ideas. Yeah. But it's for me from like a producer brain. Mm-hmm. It's like I like being able to jot down these ideas and know it's there. Yeah. For that rainy day when I'm just like, oh, I'm out of ideas. Mm-hmm. Let me pull from here. Right. Until I can like get creative juices going again. Yeah. I don't know. To me, that makes sense. Yeah. Before we started this podcast, you were mentioning something about like schedules and kind of like that story. You want to explain a little bit about the story that was kind of mind blowing to me (laughs) and it was a little bit of a breakthrough. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I don't know if it was the last episode or maybe Uh, two episodes ago at this point where um, we were just talking about random stories from our childhood and one of mine was... (gasps) my i was doing like an extra curricular activity after school third grade in third grade it was it was a chess club Mm -hmm. um so i've always been a little bit of a nerd i was that kid who did an after school chess program for like a couple weeks (laughs) but um and my mom had the time wrong of when the class was ending she thought she was getting there early to surprise me and like hang out for the last five or ten minutes or whatever but in reality she was more like five ten maybe 15 minutes late and the teachers um chaperones whatever were not paying attention to the fact that there was one more kid 
in the room whose parent hadn't picked them up yet and they turned all the lights off and shut all the doors and left me in the dark. Shame on you. <laughs> Elms Elementary, I'm calling you out right now. If the, if I was one of those, uh, I don't know, teachers, you would call them? Yeah, those? I don't know if they were, I'm assuming they were teachers. I don't know. I don't know who else it would be. That would haunt me until I was dead. I hope it did. Because, because... <laughs> I think about stuff that I've done 20, 25 years ago yeah. about like stupid stuff I've done. Yeah. And I'm I'm still like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Yeah. That. I hope they do feel bad because I was petrified. Yeah. I was bawling by the time my mom got there. Yeah. And in all reality, I probably sat in that room for maybe two minutes like i don't i don't i have no idea anymore how long i was there felt like but it felt like i was locked in that room for yeah. days yeah but um so just like kind of trying to theorize where like some of these current habits that i have are just like way my brain works like mm -hmm. it's probably a bit of a leap to link it to that experience like pinpoint exactly that was the moment that i became a nervous nelly yeah okay. but i mean it could also make sense. Like, I don't mm -hmm. know, that could have been like the trigger for my general distrust or like, I don't like to rely on other people mm -hmm. or I do have this weird, I wouldn't call it an obsession by any means, but I have this, I'm always thinking about time mm -hmm. and like, if I can't see what time it is or <clears throat> if I'm thinking about like my day in terms of increments of time, like I like to like break it up into certain like this is for this this is for this this happens now this is going to happen after that like i'm constantly thinking in terms of schedule and in terms of time and like if something is going to start happening too late i start thinking about you know how late it's going to be and how is that going to affect sleep and if it affects sleep how does it affect work the rest of the day and if it affects that day how does it affect the week like it's this constant snowball well yeah in my head on how time and scheduling literally just affects my perception of the day or the week mm -hmm. and you know we both tend to be very punctual and very considerate of other people's time yeah and i don't like to be late to things or and even now like with the, my diabetes and insulin yeah. like that also oh, that feeds sure. into my kind of obsession with time and what time of day i'm eating and what time do i have to take my insulin and how long has it been since this last thing so yeah. all these factors i think kind you of you like to know where you are in relation to what time it is where yes. you're at. Very much so. And very, very attuned to it. It's a <clears throat> part of my brain that I can't turn off. And a lot of times it does stress me out because mm -hmm. like, well, if it's after eight o'clock and I know it's going to take 20 minutes to get home and I have to take my insulin and then <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I have to brush my teeth, wash <clears throat> my face, take Molly outside. Like, yeah. I just, I, I don't know. Like I, and then I can't. Yeah. And then you're also dealing with the world who's, doesn't revolve around you right they work on a different time schedule than right. i do so it's like when when people are, are not on the same page as you as far mm -hmm. as schedules yeah it's i feel like you would hate being an event planner i i couldn't do it i <laughs> i i I, yeah. I don't know like i if something is supposed to end at a certain time Mm -hmm. it needs to end at a certain time if something is supposed to start at a certain time there yeah. there shouldn't be a 20 minute delay right. like we scheduled that, this we, i would we planned this yeah like i would lose my freaking mind like <laughs> why did i spend six months planning this thing for you and now you've messed it up because of like these three factors yeah and my whole six months has exploded and mm -hmm. all of a sudden i have to rework this in five minutes 
to keep this relationship. Like I would. Oh, wow. So it's like if something gets messed up in that future, your brain is already readjusting. But that's why I have backup plans. Like if I was an event planner, I would have 20 alternate plans to whatever you told me was going to happen. I, I, I'm the same way because I, I worked in an event industry. Yeah. I did like the audiovisual part of it. And like, of course, plan A never works. Mm-hmm. Everybody in events knows it just you're right you have to be you're kind of hoping that it goes to like plan c mm-hmm. because you've already thought of it anyways right you know it's and gonna you happen. know it's gonna happen yeah but that would that would be extremely stressful for me because <clears throat> like i don't i don't think i live my life like extremely rigidly mm-hmm. but i do if something is going to stress me out it is a lot of time it revolves around time mm-hmm. and with things getting thrown off because I'm just, maybe I'm a creature of habit. Maybe, I think I just think too far ahead to where I'm like, well, if, if this is off by 20 minutes. I find it interesting though because you are more in like the health mm-hmm. field mm-hmm. and I don't feel like there's timelines for that kind of stuff. Like if you're in the hospital, like yeah. you're, you deal in the ICU, which is, uh, what's that stand for? Intensive, Intensive care, care unit. unit yeah. So it's very emergent, like em- acute emergency type yeah. situations. Yeah, but like it's yes and no. Like hospitals in general, yes, things are notorious for running late or like schedules get changed around and you have to be flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, ideally, that doesn't happen. Like ideally, if you're in a good workflow and have a good team, like it's going to go a little bit more to plan. But yeah. I think like with something like that, because I don't know if I'm just more used to that environment, but in terms of like how I exist in that role, like, yes, there is an extent to where things do happen at certain times, Mm -hmm. but in that role, I think I'm so used to it being also pure chaos Mm -hmm. that like I, I expect it a little bit. And so I know from like, if I'm going to be there from like eight to five, Mm -hmm. there might be like three things that have to happen at specific times, but the rest of that time frame, it's, it's up for grabs what could happen. So you've already accepted the fact that it's up for grabs. Yeah. And I think like in that environment, one of the things that is attractive for me is I like the fact that things can change kind of quickly or that you like are kept on your toes a little bit because mm-hmm. like number one it makes you like think fast and you have to move fast yeah and it also just kind of keeps it from like getting boring and makes your day move because like right now i have a glimpse into office life with my current job yeah and that drives me crazy because it's the polar opposite where mm-hmm. i'm sitting at a desk all day mm-hmm. and like i'm like what do i do here <laughs> like i'm just sitting here and at a computer and like it's a little too not chaotic there's not as much pressure there's not as much things are moving along it's Mm -hmm. just like a quiet like isn't that so funny so it's weird i think it's funny that like for us right we're we joke around that we're so we're such like anxious people Mm -hmm. but the moment it starts to calm down yeah we get kind of like what's going on why is it so like we need a little it's too calm yes so it's it is trying to find that weird balance yeah. Where you can function mm-hmm. well within the chaos. Yeah. And I think finding that thing, whatever that is, mm-hmm. 
is probably like your sweet spot. Yeah, because there is mm. there like I think we both we even though our preference is not <coughs> to be under pressure or to be in chaos, mm-hmm. I think we both have a switch that can kind of flip if needed mm-hmm. to where we actually do function really well under pressure and really well in certain amounts of chaos. Yeah, I mean that's very apparent in just like the past few years mm-hmm. in in like the direction that we're going at it, it it's almost like different phases in our life mm-hmm. where it's like there's certain seasons and it could be a stretch of 6 months or like a stretch of 4 years. Yeah. You know, I don't know what the length is, but there's times where we prefer a little bit more calm and not like shaking things up too much. Yeah. Because we're just kind of in a season of building. Yeah. But then, I don't know. I feel like for the rest of our lives, there's going to be that phase. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, we're going to be like, we got to do something. Yeah. Because I think like, I don't know if this is part of the nervousness, but I know me especially. And I kind of think I have this tendency a little bit more than you. But like, along with like my generalized nervousness Mm -hmm. i definitely have like a restlessness underneath all of it oh okay and so like if things are too quiet and too calm like at my current job right now like i can't sit still like my restlessness will kill me before anything else so i think partly the chaos helps me because it keeps that restlessness at bay because i can't think about it are you more restless or are you more like an anxious type both (laughs) you're both (laughs) yeah i mean because you see my restlessness like yeah you can't sit still i can't like physically i'm a a restless person like i have never been able to sit still my entire life yeah um like i'm always moving or like shaking or twitching (laughs) or something like physically i just can't sit or stand still but then also like restlessness in terms of like school and jobs and careers and um even like places to move, like lived on the east side yeah. of Michigan, lived in Orlando. Now we're in Grand Rapids and already my brain is, well, what's next? Like yeah. there's just this, you I like can't the, sit still. You like seeing what, you like what, you want to know what's in front of you so you could figure out a path and how to get there. Yeah. But if you don't have a kind of a point of destination, yeah, you're kind of lost and then you just, now I, you're frantic because you're like, yeah. I don't know where I'm trying to get to. Yeah, that's why I think I, I have, I have both. And whether this all stems from where this story started with, yeah. with my mom leaving me in that classroom in the dark, I it's don't not, know. It's <laughs> but, not your mom's fault. No, it's definitely, I mean, she was late, mm. but she didn't leave me in the dark room like everybody else did. Yeah. So whether that's where all of this comes yeah. from or not, because I, yo- I was really young when it happened. So Yeah. I mean, I don't, I can't pinpoint my like source of nervousness either. Yeah. Obviously, when I was a kid, like being born in a different country and moving, I was just very hyper aware of my surroundings as Mm -hmm. far as my relation to it. Yeah. So my goal is always to like fit in first Mm -hmm. because I feel like when I fit in in a group, whatever type of group that is. Yeah. Then I can gain trust of that group. Okay. And then once I can gain trust of that group. Yeah. I can kind of settle and not be like, do they like, like, like a good example at first would be just when I first moved to America, fitting in with mm-hmm. the kids. Yeah. Right. 
I don't know. It's really weird when I think about all the different groups that I fit in mm-hmm. with. It was a very diverse group. Yeah. Like say. Well, I know in high school, especially like you were involved in a lot of different facets that usually wouldn't go together. Yeah. I feel like I got along with a lot of people. Like mm-hmm. I, I kind of got the, the athletic nod mm-hmm. because in like sixth grade, I played basketball. I loved basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I got those kids like we were all we will play basketball. I did well when I was in sixth grade mm-hmm. until everybody got taller than me. <laughs> <laughs> you used to be the tall kid. Oh man, I had a shot. So like I had basketball, mm-hmm. but then I had the artistic side as well because mm-hmm. I would play music. Yeah. And then, and then like in high school, I would join like the powerlifting team. So I right. got like the football kids. Yeah. Because a lot of the football players <clears throat> also did powerlifting. powerlifting. Yeah, and but then, then you were also a band kid. I was so a band like, kid. I was in, I was, uh, a drum major. So I was like in like more of a leadership position. Yeah. But I also was athletic, so that you know, and mm-hmm. then you know, it was really weird in that it wasn't a bad thing. Yeah. That I I, I just generally f- fit in. Right. So, and I think just my experience of. I don't know, feeling like I needed to fit in. Mm-hmm. It it got me, I don't know, personality or yeah. or just a way to talk to people where it wasn't like ruffling feathers. You you were <clears throat> adaptable. I was adapt very yeah, yeah perfect way to say it. It's like I was adaptable, and I didn't make any waves. Yeah. Until I got my base strong, like I would say in high school. Yeah. I feel like I dropped my guard a little bit more mm. because I was accepted into like my community, especially mm-hmm. like the band like group. Yeah. I like opened. So once you feel like you have a community, do you feel like your nervousness dissipates? Yes. Interesting. Because I feel like people got my back. Okay. But See, like, and I feel like I'm different because it's like even if we're like we could be best friends, mm-hmm. there's still a part of me that like I won't rely on you because mm. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. You're I just you have this like I'm just like, well, like, what if I need you and you're busy or you're <laughs> doing something else or I don't know. Like, I just it's really hard for me. Like, I could be surrounded with people who, like, genuinely care. Mm-hmm. But I still have that. Like, there's a little bit of distance or a little bit of space because I'm, like... Well, the thing is, for me, I don't... I guess... I guess, like, I, I'm I'm not as guarded, like, when I feel like I have a community. Mm-hmm. But I don't expect people... I guess I'm not expecting people to have my back. Yeah. Even though they do. Yeah. And I think that's the same for you. Mm -hmm. It's like, the last thing I want to do is inconvenience people. Right. So I I don't know if that's like a trait of mine. Mm -hmm. So like, if I'm just like, can you help me? Can you take me to the airport? Mm -hmm. Something like simple like that. Mm -hmm. I hate doing that. Right. I don't know. I just feel like that's a huge inconvenience. And like, even though I need it. Mm-hmm. And I have a community where I could feel comfortable going, hey, can you take me to the airport? Yeah. And they'll probably go, yes. I I, I always want to go, no pressure. Because then you're nervous. They're going to resent you. I guess. Even Deep though, down inside. Yeah, that's our paranoia coming in. Yeah. Of just like, they don't care. Like, 
because we would do the same for them. That's the thing. I would I would take someone to the airport and I would have no resentment. I'd just be like, right. it's just part of life. Right. But when I have to ask for it, mm-hmm. I have to be like, hey, you don't have to do disclaimers. this. Disclaimers. <laughs> oh, I'm king of disclaimers. Yeah. Don't feel pressured. Right. We can figure it out if you can't. Right. You know, and yeah. it, for the most part, it's just like, yeah, we can do it. If, if, yeah. if they're available, they could do it. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's really weird where it's like I, I go in these like weird phases of like when I was really young, when I moved to America, very aware, mm-hmm. almost like nervous that I was not going to someone's not going to like me. Mm-hmm. So I started building systems of just like build skill, mm. get really good at basketball, get really good at okay. saxophone so you can get accepted it was like your way in it's my way in and then mm-hmm. when i got in right mm-hmm. i would say in high school was peak confidence for me yeah i think overly confident sitting with like, the prom I king I right was now the guy what i said i'm sitting with the prom king right now wait say it again <laughs> did you say prom king i did see look you this is still like your glory moment <laughs> I, I peaked in high school guys <laughs> Yeah, for some reason, I was voted prom king. I think it's a conspiracy. I think my friends just, like, added my name in the box, <laughs> like, 40 times. They stole the box. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember voting, so I couldn't tell you who I voted for. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, like, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. You, you inflate your head because because you were trying to fit in, you inflated your skills, which mm-hmm. is not a bad thing. Yeah, no, not at all. For for in, for high school, my skills like in whatever thing I did was good, uh-huh. I guess if you could call it that. Yeah. So now you're starting to think that like, oh, I'm good, I'm I'm the best, mm-hmm. I'm blah, blah 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 blah. And then after high school, the real world does not care how no. good you were in high school. Mm-mm. You know, like I I think I, I'm really glad that I wasn't like over the top. Yeah. Like, I wasn't... You weren't cocky. I wasn't. But like, you were I, confident. I was confident, um, but I'm super glad that I was also, like, I had a base of, like, kindness. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think that's something my parents, like, respect was something that, like, I... It was, like, always embedded in me. Right. You know, so even in high school, even as confident as I was... Mm-hmm. I was super respectful, especially like parents and stuff like that. Yeah. Parents loved me in high school. They did. Because I, I would always be like greeting them, mm-hmm. you know, and just like being very respectful. I never understood kids who like called their friends' parents by their first name. Oh, I was, I don't think I ever did Even that. Even now, I, I know I could call them by their first name and it's not it's disrespectful. Weird. I feel weird. I don't know if I call anybody by their first name. I think I tend to avoid calling them anything. Yeah. You just say, hey, how are <laughs> I'm you? I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Long so time good no to see, see you. <clears throat> right. Yeah, because it's like we're all adults now, but yeah. it'd be weird. It's just too ingrained. Yeah. Like even my, say my choir teacher, mm-hmm. Mr. Degner. He'll always be Mr. Degner. Yeah. What's his name? Nate. Could you imagine going up to him and What's being like, up, hey, Nate? Nate. <laughs> no, that's so weird. He yeah. would, and, and, you know, he, I don't know if he'd prefer Nate. Right. It, it'd be a conundrum if he was like, I actually prefer Nate. <laughs> and I'd be like, but... What? But... 
But, I don't want to no. get a bad grade. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. <clears throat> yeah. So like super respectful. So I wasn't like out of line. But like when I got out of high school and like kind of like life, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it's it kind of evens you out. Yeah. And I would say like after the peak confidence phase, it really brought me back down to kind of like. Oh, stay in your lane. Mm hmm. Kind of be careful because you're still trying to, you're still trying to fit in yeah. at the end of the day. Like I'm, I'm trying to get a job so I can, you know, pay for student loans. So it's like, mm-hmm. there's certain things that you're still adjusting to. Right. Even though you feel like you have a community or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So that's, that's kind of like where I come from. And how I arrived now, mm-hmm. it went from like always watching what I'm doing mm-hmm. to being overly confident and not watching what I was doing. And I was just kind of just like, yeah, mm-hmm. like not thinking about it. Yeah. To now I'm just like, oh, I got to be careful. <laughs> and yeah. maybe when you're older, you don't want to take as much risks, maybe. Yeah. Because yeah. You, you know the gravity of it or like mm-hmm. you just experienced enough to like kind of yeah. go. I don't want to mess this up. Right. So I can't make too big of moves. Yeah. I mean, at this point by 30, like you've definitely Mm. succeeded and failed at different things. So like you think about it a little bit more. You also realize how delicate life is. Yeah. And it's just like a little move can like change a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. So. You can upset the balance. Yeah. Being very careful is like something that you and I do really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I think it's something that we can talk about on the next episode we can kind of it, it can be like a part two of this kind of series if you mm-hmm. will about being the nervous Nellies nervous types is that I want to share stories on the next episode about even though we are the types to just be anxious all the time mm-hmm. it never stops us from pursuing something scary right and for some reason based on whether it's experience or just like because we have so many contingency plans Mm -hmm. when it's game time Mm -hmm. like when we're when we're up to bat Mm -hmm. i don't know how many more analogies i can think of when your back is against the wall back is against the wall we show up yeah that's what i said i when i said earlier like i think even though we don't like it if there is that pressure like we are able to flip that switch and kind of like turn on and be like, okay, like what mm-hmm. do I need to do? And then it's like that methodical checklist. <clears throat> right. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, for some reason when we're when we need to do something that's like we know it's a big deal, we don't choke. Yeah. I mean, we might, we can fail and all mm-hmm. that stuff, but like for the most part, I think we we hype ourselves so much that like we're so nervous that like when it times when the time comes mm-hmm. it's like we're ready for it yeah i don't know it's just like maybe we've we're running the scenario in our head a thousand times to the point that when the real scenario hits like we're prepared <laughs> we've already had that discussion in our head so yeah, i was stressed out about this months ago and it hadn't even happened yet <clears throat> right yeah so that's that's what i want to talk about because you know we're still even though we can handle game time or whatever Mm -hmm. it's still like a learning process and we're like 
we haven't gotten it down. Mm-hmm. Like we're oh, still, yeah. we might like succeed in this one thing, but when we come home, we just start freaking out because like, I can't believe we did it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we've told a lot of stories like that already, but mm-hmm. maybe we can break that down even more. <coughs> um, so yeah, let's wrap this up. Um, I don't know if... If you're like us and you're like a nervous Nelly, like we are, if you think of contingency plans and you like making sure that you're not ruffling any feathers, just know that you're you're not alone. You're not in this. alone. You're not crazy for thinking that you might shoplift something <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> that wallet just accidentally wandered into your pocket. Yeah. It's funny the um so my brother R V, he's deep into like the Enneagram mm-hmm. types. And it's 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 like a elevated personality test that it's not a simple uh, just like take a couple question quiz online yeah and you could figure out what enneagram you are. He studied like a lot about it, mm-hmm. and he I believe him. He found out that I was a six, mm-hmm. and and I found a meme that was really funny. It was like. It was like in the movie theater and it was like, please turn off your cell phones. Mm-hmm. And then a type six mm-hmm. uh, would have had their cell phone on silent mode for like the last 10 years. Yeah. But you still you double still check. Have to look. <laughs> you just like always wonder like, oh, what if? What if it got turned back on? Yeah. What if I accidentally turned it back on after 10 years? Yeah. You never know. Yeah. It's always better to be safe. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just. Just remind yourself that. You can get through it. It's just a wave. <laughs> and we're with you. Yeah. You got you got some buds, some nervous Nelly buds. Right in the same wave. Yeah. And there's so many there's so many people out there who you might not realize who might be successful or whatever, but inside their turmoil and their turbulence is through the roof. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's even though people might put up a front just like we might put up a front and mm-hmm. be like calm mm-hmm. which is i think pretty good like i think for the most part don't yeah. like break don't completely lose it <laughs> in front of people all the time a little bit. yeah keep it together fix your face a little you know yeah play the part yeah um so yeah we're gonna wrap this up here the next episode i already know what the title is oh prepare see you're prepared i'm prepared <laughs> the title is gonna be afraid but brave that sounds familiar does it i don't know we'll see so (laughs) thank you for listening to the kitchen table convos have a good one bye bye